0: <laughs> Kate, you suggested that we show up to this light-hearted episode wearing our onesies. Yeah, of and course. then you show up like you <laughs> look at your onesie. It's so respectable. It's... it's folks who are listening. It's plain black fleece, of course. Oh, pockets, nice pockets in the front. I mean, it is a lovely onesie. Like one could go to the supermarket during a pandemic and that thing.
1: It's it's a grown up onesie. Um I'm not implying anything about yours. Yeah, so you, it arrived in the mail. My sister just randomly sent it to me. And I think mm-hmm. it's the best thing ever. Until I saw yours today. <laughs> well I have Sarah, onesie okay, first- envy.
0: Yeah, onesie. and and so you should, and so you should. Um, no, I, I, am a little. I have a little bit of onesie envy on yours because you can actually wear that onesie, like with if there's like, say, you had some friends stay over, <sighs> like a sleepover. I don't know. <laughs> that you had some friends staying in your home, you could. But, but my onesie, Okay. So my onesie is, um, he's actually messenger manatee. Oh, uh, he's a manatee. I have a feeling Taylor will pick this for the video option. So I'm just going to show the face right now. He has a nice manatee face on my head. Um, but he, um, Rosalie, he's one of Rosalie's favorite characters on one of her YouTube shows. And so I was ordering, she had one messenger manatee onesie that got worn out. Like it was washed so many times. It was all pilly and it's starting to get too small. And so then I went to order another messenger manatee onesie and there was one in like an XXL uh, available and so, now we each have one, and I'm I'm very thrilled by this situation. So, how does she I, feel yeah. about
1: you having a matching Wednesday? Is it a she's positive? still,
0: yeah, she's still young enough. Like she's only nine, she's still young enough that that's okay. Okay, like probably she's an old nine, but another year or two and. I'm going to be on the outs with, all, with my messenger with ordering the same clothes. But right now she's like very happy. We recorded, I haven't published it yet, but we recorded a TikTok in our uh, matching onesies. So, so good. Fun times. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we decided this week to have a bit of a casual podcast. Um, what did you call it? Keeping it casual or yeah. silly. What did you call it?
1: I don't know.
0: Silly oh, something
1: something lighthearted, you know. It's been pretty serious. La- last week we got we got in deep about the iron <laughs> man did. stuff. So, uh, we thought we'd take a break and I don't know, just chew the cud. What, what a manatees is. <laughs> <laughs> chew not the seagrass. Cow. <laughs> it's a- well, they are called sea cows. Chew the seagrass. Here
0: they could chew the sea cud.
1: Chew the sure. sea cud.
0: <laughs> sure, I'll I'll roll with that. We're okay. gonna chew the sea cud.
1: It's that kind um, of day, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so coming up on the show, we have um, awesome animal stories. Uh, we have a little bit of feisty news, and we have a brand new segment. You'll be shocked to learn called Random Questions. After this. Hey, Sarah, what's yes. what's that in your hand? Oh, I'm um, drinking a nice uh, cab salve in this evening's recording. Oh How about man. you? What are you drinking? I have some noon rest because it's nine o'clock at night. I'm ready to go to bed after this. Well, at least one of us is going to be well rested and hydrated after this recording. We are so grateful to Noon Hydration for their sponsorship of this podcast. And if you want to get 30% off, you can go to NoonLife.com and use the code IRONWOMEN, plural women, as our sister podcast. You can use that as a code and you will get 30% off your next order at NoonLife.com. I'm Sarah Gross. And I'm Sarah True. And you're listening to If We Were Riding... you people can tell me to stop this time like the last time you better get ready to race to, I'm to do this you what the truth is I step on the field it's time to get real I'm so my time, my time. None of you
1: that's not working for you <laughs> okay that that's okay. probably more
0: comfortable there we go during the break I had to do a wardrobe adjustment there we go okay so Sarah I understand you had a little you have you have a dog story from this week?
1: Well, I had one dog story, but it was about our dog's anal glands expression so I'm not gonna tell that one because we're keeping it casual. so let's let's have things a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, we got our dog life jacket recently. So he's a 130 pound mastiff and he this is the sec- a couple weeks ago I had to rescue him. I had to jump in because he was sinking. Mm -hmm. and couldn't get on the dock. There was no way. Just was watching this poor guy going under the water, and we had to have an epic battle to the shore. Uh, It was traumatizing for both of us. And I got home. Ben said, we're going to buy the dog a life jacket. I thought it was absurd, but I'm, I'm kind of feeling it. The doggy life jacket. I actually... I got suggestions on Instagram, so there are positives to social media, like getting suggestions on the best kind of doggy life jacket. Uh, he he still hasn't ventured outside of the waiting territory for swimming, but okay. we're optimistic that, you know, it, it'll save his life in a pinch.
0: Yeah, that's kind of scary that you had to... Yeah, it was yeah. scary. Yeah, Sorry that happened. Yeah, that's I actually did see, I did notice the life jacket happening on your... Um, Instagram story So, but he, he hasn't gone out of his depth since no, the incident he,
1: he st- he's still just sticking to the waiting I mean the, the whole he fell off the dock so he wasn't intending on swimming I think he knows his right. own limitations um, mm-hmm. but it, I don't know how practical it is Ben's idea is that we'll just always have the life jacket on him anytime he's near water that's if we go up to my parents farm they have this trout pond mm-hmm. but they also have like 200 acres so most of the time he's running around in the woods but he also is going to have the life jacket on in the off chance he decides to go waiting i don't know
0: I don't right know. oh it's about dogs are pretty smart right like he'll be able to figure out when he has it on and doesn't have it on he's
1: he's, he's not the smartest <laughs> not the brightest of dogs no not <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. I think your your neighborhood pet probably is a bit sharper. Why um, do, <laughs> do, Does she have a name?
0: Oh, I should name her. I was thinking of going with something classic like Betty. Okay. You know, Betsy or, the raccoon. I don't know, Daisy. We need to clarify what yes. kind of animal this yes. is yes so um yeah a couple weeks ago we talked about my raccoon friend who I'm pretty sure now is not rabid because because she's she's regular and she's like she's probably feeding a family um and and actually now that I think about her path like she went by just before we started recording um and I think that she goes to the garbage like the condo like from the condo buildings there's like a garbage you know where everybody has garbage there's a lot of garbage there there's probably a lot of excess food so when I go actually take my garbage out now I often think about her because I'm like oh this is this is where I could actually end up wrestling a raccoon is what I like (laughs) open like a recycle bin or something and there's like (laughs) there's like her in there trying to get the last scraps out of something so um yeah anyway she's like she's healthy and well um and it makes me happy every day when she kind of walks by here and she's doing her job so yeah. that's my that's my raccoon she's, update she's,
1: she's not really she's not a pet she'll never be a
0: pet but she's a consistent part of your life yeah exactly Except she does <laughs> she does like you know during these kind of unusual times she creates some kind of like rhythm like yeah. every afternoon I know that a couple times she's going to do a little back and forth um nice walk by here yeah
1: uh, gr- growing up uh I really wanted a pet raccoon so we had, a, we had a family friend who
0: had a pet raccoon. You really wanted a pet... What?
1: Pet raccoon. Do You've people never have raccoons as pets? I mean,
0: That's upstate thing. New
1: York. It's a different kind of part. Um, Fair. But this this pet raccoon, she uh, he... I think his name was Rocky. He would sit on your shoulder, and he would kind of claw your hair, like, grooming you. And it was just... They have, like, little tiny human hands. Um, but they're not human because they're raccoon, And... It was just the sweetest little thing, and when I was probably I don't know seven or eight, we went out to the garage one time, and there was a baby raccoon in the dog food bin, and we really, really wanted to keep it, but it was in it was in the midst of the whole rabies scare era, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we we realized that keeping a wild raccoon to have as a pet was probably not an awesome idea, just because it rabies. also. Well, Otherwise. and it's <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, when you're that age you're not also thinking of, True. you know, the the ethics of taking a wild animal and raising it within your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a part of me that always wanted to have a pet raccoon and it was the what could have been if that little baby raccoon had been taken out of the dog food bin and brought into our home. The, the possibilities yeah. are limitless. I could now be a raccoon lady with like 10 of you them c- running around.
0: <laughs> you could. You could also You could also have scars all over your face from the raccoon <laughs> mauling you. Possibly. <laughs> you could go one way or another. <laughs> no, she is really, really cute. Um, and she does, like she shows fear. Like if I, because she comes by really close to the house. That's why this affects me so much. So if I like step out and I see her um i don't know i can imagine i can imagine if i was a kid wanting to take her home yeah for sure um, i had a rottweiler pitbull sorry back to the i was just thinking about your dog swimming <laughs> and she didn't like to swim either um and i also had i had a I, a friend of mine used to have dobermans and they had the, the those doggy life jackets and went and she would go swimming like she would do like swim training for triathlon with her dogs like alongside so Aww. you can co- eventually they can you can coax them into the water and they can swim.
1: I just did not know that there were dogs that couldn't swim. And I guess uh, like the, you know, dogs like a, the Mastiffs and uh, Bulldogs, they're really dense. Mm-hmm. But I, I grew up with golden retrievers. I mean, they spend all their time in the water. So I, mm-hmm. my whole frame of reference is completely skewed about what a dog can or cannot do.
0: Right. Well, I have faith in the, the future of your... Swimming yeah. dog. I will not no. be swimming with my raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Sarah, I wanted to tell you about our one of our new partnerships at Live Feisty. Oh, yeah, please uh, do. Yeah, so uh, how does this story go? I think probably we don't need to go any further back than like last year at Kona. Um, I've known like the guys from Orca for a long time or for maybe two or three years. A, a long time. Um, but they like they kind of they asked me to have a meeting um and what came out of it was like effectively when I started to live feisty and I imagined how partnerships might go um they, it, it's kind of like this perfect partnership so they came to me and they're like you know we understand that women in triathlon aren't that well served and that sometimes like the products are often like shrink it and pink it you know how mm-hmm. we talk about products uh, being produced like that or that um With wetsuits like what they make, it's often just like a smaller version of the men's wetsuit or one that has like just like a waist and hips cut into it um, without actually doing sort of any proper R&D around what women might need differently in a wetsuit or what or what different um, swim swimmers might need in general um, and what different and how that might change according to gender as well. So um, they like really wanted to just be better um, to make sure that they were serving the women's triathlon community better um and they just came to me with like how can we do that how can we partner with you to start having these conversations with women like even if it means that we're like not rolling out new products until for women for a couple of years like how do we start this conversation and how do we um continue to serve women and also create products for women so um i was like hmm cool yeah that talk is to really me really cool yeah yeah yeah. So, um yeah, so we're just getting started on our partnership and they um they partnered with like with us on all of our live feisty content um and our, in our triathlon pillar. Um so I'm kind of excited about it and I I feel like you know, you uh, for a long time like I went to like the triathlon business conferences, a lot of people would ask about how do we sell to the women's market, you know? Um and I You don't know, like if you're providing, like effectively a lot of what we're doing here is like providing an answer for, to that question. I mean, that's not the only thing we're doing. We're doing a lot of things, but like providing an an answer. Like if we say to a company, like, okay, now, you know, we have like, especially a lot of the women who are um, triathletes already, you know, Mm. like the, the, I, I definitely identified that was an underserved, we, we identified that's an underserved demographic in our sport, like where. Um, there is a lot of um, there is more kind of content and stuff for beginners to help folks learn what the sport's about and then there's just big gap Um, so that's the gap we're trying to fill and I'm just I'm actually glad that it's kind of panned out uh, and that companies are actually interested in (laughs) in like serving women better in our sport so
1: so how how do you see it from your end how are you providing value to orca I mean, other than the obvious, of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, just your charm and your brains. Right. I just, yeah, obvious. Beyond that. (laughs)
0: Um, Good question. So, um, yeah. So basically we're helping them like a little bit with, um, they are looking at creating some new products from scratch um, and listening to, so we're helping create like, um, them do their research and development for those new products. Mm -hmm. Um, Then also, of course they want, like access to the audience because they want like if you're going to do all this work if you're a company right and you're going to do all this work and create great products for women you actually want the women in the room too to be able to tell people about it once those products are created Mm -hmm. right so that's part of our role too like as like we have some reach now and as our community grows um we'll be able to reach that audience and say and say hey like, look at what this company is doing, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so that's part of it too. Is that like if they're going to do the work, they need folks to sell the <laughs> folks to sell the wetsuit too, or wh- you know whatever becomes of that. So that's like part of the long-term strategy. Um, also, like all the little things that I, um, I don't know that 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 I value, like being able to like have a look through their social and and have them honestly take feedback when I'm like, hey, like. This, and this isn't the case, but there are some companies for whom I would say, oh, hey, some of these photos might be like, all of your photos of women are overly sexualized and your photos of men are not, or something like that. That's not the case with Orca, to be yeah, clear. Yeah. But um, just like that kind of being able to provide like that kind of feedback too um, is good. And so, yeah, so we just have a bunch of like levels on which. It was actually one of these difficult partnerships to mm-hmm. unpack. Um, but a lot of it is just... Like our reach to our community too so especially like within the feisty team too we'll probably be asking them for feedback about the wetsuits or asking them what they like or being able to have that immediate reach and back and forth to create like to create the right products uh so does that make sense did that answer your question
1: yeah so it's it's more than just being part of the r&d it's uh no, it's everything really. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, like... and it, and and there is like a tra- more traditional, like advertising piece to it, right? Right. So like just like they, where they want it, it it's to the be reach. A, a real partnership, not yes, yeah,
1: just providing money in exchange for advertising. <laughs>
0: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like they want it to be like the messages to be ingrained. And so like even the emails we exchanged earlier in the week, I'm like, okay, I want to start talking about this partnership, which is actually what we're doing right now. <laughs> and how should I talk about it? And they're just like, you know, like the, and, and this is what I thought too. And I'm like, the, the truth is good. Like this is what, these are the partnerships that, that I wanted to make. And I hope that companies were, um, we're wanting, we're wanting to serve women better. And some of them are so.
1: Yeah, well, I I know we talked about it a little bit in the past, just how traditionally sports marketing works. And I, mm-hmm. I like the fact that they genuinely want it to be a partnership instead of here, parrot these points, or here's the product and you have to come up with your angle. It's It's a back and forth that I think I would like to see more companies move in that direction.
0: Yeah. And I think like when, from my point of view, I look at, I'm often looking at what the future of media looks like. Right. You know, and I, and how media like how will media continue to support itself? Mm. Right? Because traditional traditional advertising channels isn't working the same way it used to. Mm. Because it used to be like one company would own the audience. Like when you could only watch something on TV, like before the internet, whoever had those shows on TV owned the space, owned the audience and could charge money for the for the ads right and so now you have with the online space you have lots tons and tons and tons of people who have reach and who can market your goods for you and and companies have choice uh in terms of who who they're partnering with and how and that's why i think some of these some partnerships will work better when the when their goals and values align and that that might actually just be the future of of like the media and marketing. So instead of like, so instead of the company, like the company's not telling me what content to make, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, and they're not telling me what to say about their products, right? And I'm not, like we're working together on like, we create content for a certain audience and they're like, we agree with your message and the way that you're doing things and we also want to reach your audience. And so those things have better synergy now, I think.
1: So if if you hadn't, created something that was already known for, you know, transparency and inclusivity, uh, then you and being authentic, then this pro this type of thing might not necessarily work out. Like I think I think because mm. you have created something with those values. I, I just I think of the right now the normal uh, platform of, you know, whether it's it's individual or a company, if it seems inauthentic, then really we're seeing a shift to more peer-to-peer um, sales and, you know, vouching for products. Mm-hmm. And es- essentially what y- you've managed to create is, is a big peer-to-peer platform where people feel connected to a community where... There is that genuine desire, you know, to have honest conversations and, you know, that authentic experience. I mean, do you think that's fair to say where if it had been flipped, where if if companies had come to you at the start, it might be less uh, effective. But because you already have established yourself with these values... I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm Just a thought. Just a thought.
0: Yeah. I definitely think, and like, not to, we were going to stay away from the um, conversations from, <laughs> from last week, but I think that um, but people are buying things more based on companies' social values, mm-hmm. right? And the way that they're, and how they are externally facing and how they interact with, how the company interacts with the world. And I think people are more and more buying things like that. And it's easier to find out what a company's values are because of the internet and social media um and so as things go that way more and more then yes I think it will work both ways that like companies will look for people who are people who have reach but that have but that also share their values and then um we're looking for companies that um that want to have the same that that share our values too I mean I keep saying values in the same words over and over again but I think I think People get the point.
1: Yeah, I I, I know what you're saying. Yeah,
0: oh, uh, well, so yeah, that's cool. So yeah, we're just getting that started. So yeah, thanks. Kind of fun. Um, okay, so five questions. Are oh, you, right. You came into this saying that you had. Oh, we were going to talk about the feisty happy hour a little bit. Oh yeah maybe? yeah yeah yeah. So that was the
1: other piece of feisty news. Um, so we're we're recording on Wednesday. The feisty happy hour for the week has not yet happened. But by the time Friday rolls around, it will it will be already in the past. So tell tell us about what uh, what had happened, if you're listening to this. I don't know.
0: What tense do I use? <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's like, you know, like in old school broadcasting, they used to, like, even when I first started, I was mentored by someone who came from old school broadcasting, and she always wanted me to pretend to say things in the past mm. tense, like as if I was, and I just much prefer just like an honest thing of like we're recording Wednesday, and <laughs> that's just my preference. But she always wanted to be me to be like, oh, and on Wednesday we did this. But I'm like, I don't know what happens at the <laughs> at our webinar because I haven't been to it yet. Um, so yeah, we have our uh, we have uh, we called it try taking action in anti racism. Um, and interestingly, it came about because after the conversation about race kind of kicked off um, a couple weeks ago, or the more in-depth conversation I I like hate saying this because I'm like oh it's not like racism is new right but clearly like we've established there's there's new conversations happening um and uh and we asked a couple of people who we knew to be um kind of experts who who knew how to uh, talk about race and and navigate those conversations because so many of us I think were struggling to figure out how to do that and to do that in a triathlon context Um, and so, uh, one person we asked was Gabriela Nunez, who's, um, a professor of Latin history, I believe, um, or Latinx history. And she, um, and so she has been able to, she, through doing her historical study has had talks about race. Um, and so she came up, she came to us with this amazing plan. Um, and so we, yeah, we had a meeting, we talked about it and, and we thought, You know we could really add value to this conversation and help people who are like maybe not but the people who are a little uncomfortable and not sure what to do or what the next steps are or um, can get together uh, and kind of like have someone who is an expert i I don't want to say expert because i know that she would push back on that but i'm going to call gabby an expert (laughs) Um, also dr lisa ingerfield who's my partner in the summit she's um, very well versed at navigating these conversations about oppression Um, and so anyway so we're having the the happy hour tonight and we're going to record it's happening in about an hour and we're going to record the first part like this a big part of it is breakout groups and those are probably going to be private spaces where people are able to talk openly with each other so we won't publish that part but um, Gabby's presentation uh, we will publish and um, somewhere so people can watch it if they can't make it tonight so we're hoping it's going to be the beginning of um, a lot of some some meaningful action uh in triathlon and we don't know what that looks like yet so um that's why we're asking some experts to help us navigate the space so that's what's happening this evening
1: yeah so uh, say somebody listens to this on friday and they want to watch the talk where would they find it
0: great question (laughs) Um, if you if you have it I I don't know yet we'll probably put it on our YouTube channel so Liv Feisty has a YouTube channel because it'll be longer it'll be too long for Instagram Um, we may put parts of it on Instagram TV I'm not really sure how it depends really honestly the reason I'm not sure is not because we don't have a plan but because um, some of the content like may or may not be right for just like pushing out versus like putting in our newsletter and letting folks go to the youtube channel and watch because it's a little bit more serious in nature so um for sure if you're on our newsletter list like if you go to livefeisty.com and sign up for the newsletter uh for sure we'll have that link in the newsletter so that um so that folks can watch if they want to so nice yeah
1: well i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one yeah i
0: hope so um our keeping it casual conversation is like rapidly becoming a serious conversation about sponsorship and anti-racism
1: we're so we're so (laughs) serious so i think all right i i came up with five questions for
0: you i I have can i just say before we start here that like i i want to acknowledge that sarah's questions are going to be better than mine
1: no you don't know that you don't know that these could be terrible questions um Some of them are serious. Some, I'm going to start off with uh, a lighthearted one. All right. Um, what is your spirit animal?
0: Okay. This is okay. This is it's my spirit animal. You actually gave me the heads up about this beforehand. This is hard for me because I like I don't think in terms of spirit animals. I'm not like that person. <laughs> but <laughs> I think, and maybe it's because I have orca on my mind. But I was going to go with like a whale,
1: because
0: huh. they're like, I first of all I love. Like, I love sea creatures in general. Like, I love watching seals move um, or the way that fish move through the water. Like, I love, I could like watch sea otters all day long, you know? Um, So, I like that. So, like, whale has that, a whale has that like sea creature thing, but also they're like, um, they're communicators. Right. right? Um, And they're like pretty smart in the animal kingdom. So, I like to associate associate myself with that situation. Um, So, yeah, they're social. They're social. (laughs) <laughs> yep, Yeah. See? I like it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you the same question then. What's your spirit animal? A donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. After I just basically called myself smart. You, <laughs> you,
1: <laughs> you went with a donkey? I'm very stubborn. <laughs> okay. Fair. I'm, you know, I'm kind of awkward cute. You know, but I embrace the awkwardness. It's all right. Like, I'll I'll never be a racehorse, but I'm okay being a donkey. Um, what else? Uh, pretty loyal, you know? Donkeys okay. are loyal. Oh, that's, yeah, that's good. I work you're not hard.
0: Like, you know, like an Eeyore kind of donkey.
1: No, no, I'm like a donkey, donkey. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I just like I just brought my all my biases about donkeys yeah into that don't like, judge if I, like, me uh, yeah <laughs> if I, like unpack that don't judge my spirit animal <laughs> exactly I have a
1: lot of positive qualities Sarah right
0: <laughs> I'm here I'm seeing donkeys in a new light right now so I'm uh I'm grateful
1: yeah all right next next question we're gonna bring it back to tri- I have one that is related to triathlon okay uh what was the hardest part about ending your triathlon
0: career the hardest part
1: yeah
0: (laughs) I'm struggling with this one and the reason is because I just like kept going until I was so over it that like (laughs) I was like I was like done 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 um I think okay I think I missed I think I missed like having a reason to do specifically swim training. Mm. Um, I, like, I really love, I really love being in the water connecting back to my spirit animal. Um, I, I love being in the water, but I won't because of my focus on my business now, like I won't take the time to like go to the pool and do session more than like four times a year, you know? Um, so I definitely like, I miss being in the water. Um, and it's hard. Like when I don't have that reason to do it, uh, I don't I won't prioritize it so that's been that's been kind of hard honestly it was like I'm glad that I just I, I probably could have retired two years before I did um, mm-hmm. but I just kept going trying to squeeze it out because I because I won two Ironmans in one year like right at the end of my career I felt like well if I could win last year I can win again <laughs> like uh, you know like so I think I was just trying to squeeze out squeeze something out that I probably shouldn't have um, so I was pretty over it by the time I was done that's fair yeah good question I was curious. Yeah. Okay. My question. Okay. My question number two for you uh, is what are three qualities that you most value in people?
1: Uh, honesty, uh, good sense of humor, and perspective.
0: Hmm. Good ones. Hmm. Good answer. Nice. I approve nice. of your answer. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> That's very whale of you. (laughs) 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 Donkeys are honest creatures, I think.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Next one. If you had two extra hours every day, what would you do with them?
0: You can break it up too. Okay. First thing is I would create more. So. One thing that's like missing right now more tiktok um, or like more actual tiktok is actually in that category okay
1: okay <laughs> i
0: like it. <laughs> however it's not the only thing so i think i would like i would create more um i was gonna go like i would write more for sure mm-hmm. i would do i would create more video content in general and tiktok might be like a sub segment <laughs> um yeah that's one thing that's missing for sure in my day and i might actually like throw in occasionally a bit more exercise like i just said everything's tying together like like a bit more swimming or a bit more crossfit hmm.
1: mm-hmm. i think i'd probably read more
0: Ooh, good one
1: yeah maybe yeah. not two hours worth
0: yeah you need something else a
1: little bit more sleep a little bit more reading
0: yeah. right you're chill a little more bit work cra- more
1: creating i like that Yeah,
0: more creating. Mm. I don't have enough time for the creating. Mm. Um, Okay, what's your favorite meal, including, like, the beverage?
1: Oh, see, it's so situational. Mm. Um, You know, this time of year, just over the summer, I love super fresh produce, like, freshly picked, whatever. So I can't say one specific thing because it's whatever's in season – that you know my local farmer just grew uh you know probably chucked on the grill and um I don't know I've really loved tacos tacos are terrific and seltzer I don't know
0: yeah are you a drinker like do you drink alcohol
1: a little bit. So Ben doesn't drink at all. He's never had a sip of alcohol, which is something that what? I, you know, we've been together for years and I still can't wrap my head around. Uh-huh. So he's either a positive or a negative influence on me. Um, I mean, occasionally I'll have a beer or a glass of wine, uh-huh. but it's, it definitely has influenced me, you know, living with somebody who doesn't drink at all. Yeah. But ne- not even a sip. And he went, yeah. he went to... Dartmouth, which is like this pretty, it's known for being fairly like broy, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like Wall Street bro guys. Um, he's not at all, but they're they've they're known for a frat scene and yeah, never felt tempted to have a sip of alcohol in his life.
0: Interesting, yeah, I can see that because that would put you in a situation where if like if you were gonna drink, you'd have to drink alone each evening. Like, yeah, that's yeah, so which is
1: fine, and I'll do it every once in a while, but it's right. yeah. I see him judging me. No, (laughs) he doesn't. He doesn't.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's a good question. What about you? Tough. Again, yeah, it's like food to me is more to do with like cravings and situation. Yeah. You know, so one day I might choose um, like I was going to say right off the top of my head, I was going to say like steak, potatoes, salad, grilled veg. Like, but that's like actually what I had last night. (laughs) <laughs> it was it probably like quick to mind and it was really good. <laughs> so well, we had um, the
1: same thing. Did you? Yeah.
0: Nice. It was steak
1: day. Wow. For Get the Sarah's. The yeah. Mm. What 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 kind of steak?
0: Ooh. I don't know. Rich made it. It was like Okay. A yummy one.
1: Yeah, I, we had flank, you know. Okay. It's marinated. I don't know. I thought nice. it would be weird if we both had flank steak. Um <laughs> Anyway, I'm starting to get hungry. So yeah. let's <laughs> moving along. Okay. Uh, what was the best part of your week?
0: So far or since I last talked to you? Like can we since, include the weekend? Yeah, including the weekend since I last talked okay. to you. That's easy. So, um did you see my TikTok with the kids on the rock? Yes. Yeah. Th- that was very fun. random. Who were very those random. children? Yeah, so <laughs> random, just found them in the woods. No. <laughs> that's what i thought (laughs) i just recruit kids to tiktoks in the woods no they come to me because i'm famous now no none of those things are true um (laughs) okay so so it was uh well my daughter rosalie uh rich's kids he's got two and then two other family friends so they were like we had a gang of five kids um and funnily like they they do actually because because they're kids and they're actually on tiktok and that's what kids do um, they actually they actually like love it that I have these like TikToks that keep going viral right it's like okay you guys we're gonna do one but like you have to because it's hard with kids to get like I understood what the joke was of the TikTok we were making but it's like hard for kids to like get them to like get it long enough and you have to do a few different takes to make sure that like you really hit the joke right Mm -hmm. because if you can hit that's just what i like about tiktok is like it's like jokes building on jokes so if you can think of a funny add-on to another tiktok that you see that's like trending then um, it just suits the way that i I think so i'm like okay if i can get these kids like a few thousand views they're gonna think this is amazing and i really wanted to get them those views so we were up there we were like and i was like orchestrating them and going okay here's what we need to do and this is that anyway we did about four or five takes um which is a lot for like they're like nine to twelve, um, which is a lot for them, and uh, and then we managed to get like I think we're at like six thousand two hundred views. Nice. Yeah. So I was like so happy because I woke up. I'm like, oh, those kids are gonna think it's great, like that that they got these views on their TikTok. So yeah, that made me. I was that worried that me joy. Your,
1: the punchline would be and they got like twenty views. Yeah, which can <laughs> happen. I mean, <laughs> nope. They. <laughs>
0: they like we got them a few thousand views i was quite happy nice Mm
1: -hmm. well done um i feel like i should exactly (laughs)
0: that's right (laughs) like you're teaching your nieces about actual things they need to learn (laughs) i'm like here kids listen
1: in in the marketplace of the future having tiktok skills is probably more
0: valuable (laughs) i also think i like (laughs) in my defense about tiktok it is like that like it's like Rosie will whip these things off, like she'll just like do it, like one take, boom, post it on the internet. Mm. Right? She has a private account, and and like that's fine, right? But like if you want, if you want to make something good and you want like a bunch of people to like understand your joke and like be in on it, you have to. So it's like there's a there's a certain discipline, <laughs> which is weird there's a, to say about TikTok. There's a craftsmanship. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> there's like some kind so you're of
1: teaching you're teaching them craftsmanship sarah
0: yeah like we don't just go up there and do it once and call it a day no like we have to be we have to be a little perfectionist about our tiktok making so that's what i'm teaching them sarah
1: that's how you get the
0: views <laughs> yes <right. laughs> okay what was your favorite part of the week
1: uh no, so you're turning the questions around on me. Come on, man. No, that's totally fair since we've done that already. You know, I haven't had an awesome couple of weeks, but um, I don't know. That's really sad. I rode my bike for four hours on gravel roads, and Ooh. it was totally awesome. And that I ended awesome. up at a coffee shop in the middle of Vermont, and Ben picked me up with a dog. And we drove back after having coffee. So, you know, playing on gravel and drinking coffee and hanging out with some of my favorites. So, oh. yeah, that was probably the highlight.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. It was an good. adventure.
1: Like, roads I've never been on before. Totally beautiful Vermont countryside. So,
0: thumbs up. Yeah, I I'm a little jealous, actually. I don't, like, that's the kind of thing I don't, like, allow myself to make time for right now. But eventually, mm. like, I would love to be able to do it's to like to do that stuff again like to yeah. have a four-hour ride on gravel just because yeah. you know to a coffee shop that's yeah that's cool well
1: normally um, i don't do that sort of stuff either but this is the time to do it for me
0: right totally um oh okay
1: oh, oh no is this my last question
0: oh you? no I have I have two more for you oh okay because All I right. like I reciprocated questions but like don't right. think that counts like it's uh, only the okay. or- original questions count okay so my next question ones. yeah my next question is name one quality about yourself that you think makes you successful persistence hmm
1: donkey good one remember donkey donkey <laughs> I love how
0: the, the questions are all just about the same thing.
1: <laughs> it all goes back to the spirit animal. That's right. <laughs>
0: this is an entire animal-themed podcast. Totally. <laughs> I
1: If I had an animal themes onesie, it just would have, you know, been next level. Right. But if only you we had tried. A message of vanity. Maybe. <laughs>
0: maybe we'll have to. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to organize that.
1: What? Back at you. What? Oh, what do man. you think?
0: I should have seen this coming too and I didn't, <laughs> didn't plan it. Um, this is a good one. Okay, I think this it's related to persistence but I think like um like the ability to be uncomfortable mm. a little bit. Like I think when I think about um my current project with the with running a startup, like I recognize like that I was and to some extent am like financially uncomfortable for mm-hmm. like a long period of time and um and that i'm like not totally comfortable with that but that i can bear it you know so i think that that helps um when you have goals like mine so yeah yeah i nice. go with that one
1: mm-hmm. like okay it. do you have oh. one more oh the last one this is a tough one all right so, you and Rosalie are in the woods hiking. <laughs> and you come across a really angry moose. And it wants it's to. It's like attack a Canada Rosalie. specific question. <laughs> Sorry, it how, how would you fight it? Like, what would your strategy oh, be?
0: <laughs> this is going to expose my lack of Canadian knowledge. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how
1: you fight a moose, but this moose? is why I'm asking you.
0: Okay, my understanding. I have seen a couple of moose in my time, on like canoe trips to the Canadian wilderness. You know, as you do when you're a Canadian. And like, they're kind of, they're like they're easily frightened, right? Um, so, but I like I do those two things. They're easily frightened, but you also don't want them to charge.
1: Well, this one's charging. <laughs> this, this, one's one's charging. charging. this one's charging. You have to fight
0: it. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Do I have a weapon?
1: You're in the woods. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, If I was in the woods, I wouldn't have a weapon.
1: Well, there are rocks. I wouldn't there be packing. <laughs> Am I allowed <laughs> to suddenly be
0: packing? Just like,
1: <laughs> um. I mean, what is a kettlebell except a rock that's in a weird shape? I'm just saying. Put all you your try to give me clues,
0: <laughs> like throwing rocks at its nose. Do think that's going to work?
1: I think their noses are really sensitive. There are a lot of mm-hmm. nerve endings there.
0: Mm-hmm. And they're like a pretty big target, too. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so is that allowed to be my answer? Sure. So I poke, rock, poke rock it in the eyes? The no, this is what I do, Sarah. This is what I do. I, like, grab it by the antlers, and I, like, lift myself onto its back, and I, wow. like, cover its eyes and wrestle it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and I pin it down until it's like fully <laughs> under control and is like, mercy, mercy. And then it just gets up and runs away. That's what um, I do.
1: Can we get, Can we get your graphics team to mock
0: this up? <laughs> it's like Just like do a video. <laughs> like, oh, homemade. Somebody can have like a moose onesie and I'll take them down <laughs> in the woods. <laughs>
1: I like
0: it. I like it. Okay. Well, good question.
1: Keeping it serious here. That's
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I gotta go with my last question now. Um, it's like that's a simple question, but the second part is the important part. So, I went with like favorite color, but most importantly, why is your favorite color your favorite color?
1: Uh, my favorite color is blue. And it's my favorite color because it's a primary color. <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> it reminds me of the sky and water and blueberries, and all three things are amazing.
0: Okay, perfect. I bet donkeys <laughs> eat blueberries. Oh, I'm sure they're all mm-hmm. about the blueberry. Mm, probably, <laughs> probably. No. Well, okay. excellent. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're 45 minutes in. <laughs> what? <laughs> How
1: did... This was supposed to be a short, casual episode. But no All right. Well, thanks. If you've listened to this point, thank you for being persistent and donkey-like. And all I can say is... Stay stubborn, friends. And see you next week. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top We know what it
0: takes to be reaching the top